the glory of God is for all of us. And I just want more of it. You know, I, I started thinking, and this is going way back. I was in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I was in, um, I, I was staying in a double wide trailer not far from where the church was, but right out my back door, about 50 yards, was a 7 Eleven. And that's back when I was bound by Diet Coke. And I walked over there. Yeah, they had me bound. I was bound. I backslid just yesterday, too, again. Anyway, I'm just drinking the little ones now. Little ones. The little ones. Just one little one. Anyway, I walked over there. And when I walked in there, I said, how are you? He said, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing fine. Walked to the back back there. Got me a Diet Coke. Come back. I got up to Diet Coke. And this guy there, he was an Indian. He had one of the little red dots on his head. That's how I knew he was an Indian from India. <laughs> and uh, I said, man, let me tell you something, man. I said, you see that big old church over there? It looks like a barn. That's what it was. It was a barn converted into a church. Man, they had a name as long as I am tall. I'm serious. Postalytic, evangelistic. I mean, it's just on and on. Anyway, I said, man, you know that? He said, yeah, man. He said, man, that church has been over here a long time. He said, man, it's been here as long as I've been here. He said, ain't nobody ever invited me over there. I said, well, I'm inviting you now, brother. He said, oh, no. He said, I, he said, I worship Muhammad. I said, Muhammad? Muhammad? I guess you read the Koran then, huh? He said, I do. I said, let me, let me ask you something. Has your Korean got a, is your, is your Korean got a John 3 3 in it? He said, a what? I said, a John 3 3, St. John 3 3, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He said, I don't know. I said, you don't read it then very well, do you? How long you, how long you been worshiping Muhammad since I was a child? I said, well, you should have never read through that thing at least one time since a child. How old are you, 25? No, I'm 26. I said, you lost your prize at the fair. Anyway, I said, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you. I said, Muhammad, that joker's dead. Been, yeah, been dead. And they went to where they buried him at and they found his bones. But I said, they went to where they buried the one I worship and serve in love to the bark tomb of Joseph of Arimathea and they peered inside and he was gone I said because he's risen and he lives at the right hand of almighty God I said brother you can read that Quran till you're blue in the face I said you can worship Muhammad until you can't scream or holler or shout or do anything other religiosity exploits anymore but I said if you die today Muhammad's not taking you to heaven. I said, you're going to go to the same place he went. I said, that's hell. Man, he looked at me and he said, that'll be 99 cents. I left. <laughs> I gave him his 99 cents and I went on. Playing the seed, yeah. Because see, we're reclaiming, we're casting the net for souls with the glory of God to bring him into the presence of the Lord. Now see, I didn't do very well at that fishing hole. <laughs> but I didn't stop fishing. Because it wasn't too much long, too many weeks, too many days later, about a couple of weeks later, I was at the mall when my mama was alive, getting her a little trinket. She liked butterflies. And I was always buying her butterflies. 
And I was in the Overthorpe Mall looking for butterflies. This is right before the bridge race, 1992. And Isaiah Douglas, black brother man that should be on a Tarzan movie. Only thing he's missing is war paint and a spear, man. That joke can run. Anyway, he said, get you some of this ginseng. And he said, man, he said, you beat these guys in your class. He said, you got a good chance of, you know, coming in maybe the top 25. I said, really? And I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm already hyper enough. I'm thinking, man, if this ginseng, what's it going to be like? I went in that GNC store at the mall. I asked that little, I say little, he looked like he'd been taking steroids. Mama was putting him on steroids instead of the bottle when he come out. He's all pumped up. Looked like if I had a pen, he went. <laughs> but I said, uh, I said, where's your ginseng at? He said, right over there. I went over there and I was looking at it and I come back over to pay for it. I got two bottles. And uh set them down there. And they just little bottles, little vials. I set them down there. And I said, bro, how you doing? I think his name was Taco or Demetrio or something. I said, I said, how you doing? He said, man, I'm going to tell you, brother. I ain't doing so good. I said, you ain't? Nah, man. He said, I got bad, severe, cold, indigestion, nasal drip, all the stuff, man. He just went on along. I listened to him, felt empathy. But I just reached across him and grabbed his hand. He grabbed my hand when I grabbed his hand. And I said, Father! He was the only ones in the store, by the way. <laughs> you can do that when you're the only ones in Father! In the name of Jesus! Touch, Taco! I believe that by your son's stripes, he's healed. Amen. And I said, when I said amen, that brother shook my hand. Amen. He still had a hold of my hand. I said, amen. He still had a hold of my hand, man. On the third shake, man, that joker let go of my hand. He opened up his eyes, and they was big as a hoot out perched on a limb. And man, what happened was the glory of God touched that brother. Man, I didn't give him a card. I didn't give him a track. I didn't tell him what church I went to or been going to. I didn't, nothing, man. I just, I paid him for my ginseng. I walked out and he said, man, I'll see you later. I said, man, that same God that just touched you, he wants to save you. He wants you to, he wants to do those kind of things for you all the time. You know, and I left. That's the glory of God. See, I had a bad fishing hole at the, Muhammad or, or worship Muhammad. That wasn't such a good fishing hole. But I didn't stop my fishing because somebody's wanting the glory. Somebody's wanting the power of God. Somebody's wanting what we have. You know, baby, I thought you were going to blow your shofar. Well, you come on up here. This is my beautiful wife, Kelly. Come blow your shofar. Right here, yeah. She's she not spinning this one, knowing me too. But this is the deal. Listen to this now. She's fixing to blow her so far. Now listen. Today, I asked her was she going to blow it. She said, yeah, today. This, this is just right. 
she says, I said, she said, yeah, I'm going to blow it. And I didn't know how to play. Play. I didn't know how to spell shofar. I do now. It's S-H-O-F-A-R. I thought it was like shofar. S-H-O-W-F-A-R. And I looked it up, and you got to understand something. She's fixing to blow this, and she's blowing it because we're celebrating the coming of the Son of the King of Kings and the Lord, Son of God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But there was multiple reasons why they blow the shofar. I didn't know that. I thought there was only maybe one, two, or a couple of things. But after I did some research on it for about 30 minutes, there's many things. So you blow it, baby, and then I'm going to finish preaching here. Go ahead. She got it. Woo! You go, girl. Amen. I tell you what. Listen. Listen to this. This is what amazed me today. It says one of these many things that it symbolizes. It says that we'll shake off and shake out spiritual slumber and that we will reconnect with our source and recommit to the divine glorious presence of God for the mission field that is in this world. Look here. Me and Kelly were down at Vero Beach for a day and a half honeymoon. I didn't have any time. We got married. I had to preach. This is what happened. We were on this long pier. And we were out there, and I was learning how to blow it. She was practicing. And, man, we were having a good time. It was a nice, sunny, calm day. And we, we were blowing it, and she was blowing it. And it takes a lot of air. It takes a lot of practice. Well, man, these two ladies come by in their boat. They were going that way because I saw them out of my peripheral vision where they were going. They were going that way. And we blew this ram's horn, the shofar, and they turned the boat, came back over to where we were on that long pier out there on the water, and they said, excuse us, what is that that you're blowing? And Kelly and I said, that's a shofar. She said, the people of Israel and God's children blow that for celebrations and other different things as a symbolization. She said, man, it is so beautiful. And man, we begin to tell her about the love of God and the plan of salvation. She was sitting in the boat from here to that beautiful sister sitting back there on that couch. And we were telling her about the love of God and the plan of salvation. And that brings in the presence of God and the glory of God and all these things. She said, really? And we said, man, really? And, she, and Kelly goes, Whoa! 
but she got a good one out, man. I mean, it just sounded. And what was so amazing, man, it just like eliminated the area there where we were, man. It was the glory of God. Why? Because God wants everybody to experience this glory that you've experienced. He don't want us to take it to the grave or take it to heaven with us like we are. He wants everybody to have a little bit of this thing. And it's not tangible, but you can feel it. You can sense it. It's powerful. It's beyond anything that you can conjure up or think up in your mind, Scott. It goes beyond anything. Every day it gets more powerful. It ain't like today I'm here and I'm stuck in this where it is. But you climb from step and step and step from glory to glory. Where is your picture, Gene Hall? Hey, I mean, I'm telling you, it's a step process. And the thing about it. Where? Yeah. Yeah, well, that ain't anyway. But I'm talking about, man, it's, it's a promotion. And see, it's not you doing the promotion. You're making the application of the Word of God to your life in order that you can be promoted. You know, Gene's got a company and, and as well as, in a, as an apostle, but he, he gives promotions and he elevates and he speaks into your life and he prophesies into your life and he does all these things. All of these are for promotion of the states of glory and the provisions of God. And it's from glory to glory to glory. Where you get that from, Brother Paul? 1 and 17 of Romans. He said, for the just shall live by faith. For it's faith and the faith and the faith. Glory and the glory and the glory. And the thing about it is we can't let anything stop us or taint our position with the Lord. But what we've got to do, we've got to get all this other garbage, all this other worldly stuff deleted, eradicated, severed, gone away out of our lives in order that we can be solely serving the Lord and sold out completely mind, soul, and spirit in the name of Jesus in order that we'll do just as Wendy done. That man, when something said to us, we, we, and we, 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 we reciprocate what is, what is said, but we reciprocate with the word of the Lord because that glory is inside of us and it's wanting to get out. It's wanting to change those that are about us and around us not only their lives but the atmosphere he wants to charge the atmosphere with the presence of God you and I we're responsible for retaining the glory of God we ought to be so possessed with what we I mean I asked Kelly last tonight I said what did you think about Jean I'm sorry but I didn't know her last name I just called her Lee Hall. So I said, what would you think about Lee? Now, is it Pomeran or Pomian? P-O-M? Prion, Prion, okay. Okay. Yeah, just what Carrie said, spelled. But And I didn't know it until last night. And we stopped by, and man, and, and Lee was pouring into Kelly, and I was in there eating her turkey, and, and you know... Uh, and drinking something, I don't know. Anyway, but I mean, the, the house ain't so big I couldn't hear what was going on. And then I asked Kelly tonight, I said, what do you think about Lee? She said, man. She said, I just, what was that word you used? Not that. What you say? She, you, unique. Oh, unique. I said, well, what do you mean about her uniqueness? And she said, well, she said, she's just full of God. She's a woman of God. I said, yeah, amen. And she said, well, what do you think about it? I said, I think the same thing. I didn't use that word uniqueness. But I said, yeah, man, just loves God, you know. And, and But what is it? It's the glory of God. You know, I mean, and, and we all have that. 
And the thing about it is, I don't know about you, but I look at the state I'm in. I need a lot of help. I mean, really. I really do. I need a lot of help. Because I'm not where I want to be. You know what? I'm going to talk for all of y'all here tonight. I don't think any of you think you're where you ought to be yet. But I, don't, I think we're going to reach, reach that state when we finally get in that holy atmosphere called heaven in the third or, third or second or whatever state wherever we might be able to... I, you know what? I just want to get through the gate. I just want to hear, well done, my faithful servant. I just want to end in. When, when those books are open, the book of remembrance and Malachi 3 and 16 and the, the Bible and the book of of your life and all that soap man, he looks down there, man, he says, you're good. You know? Come on in. I'm, man, I'm, I just, that's all I want to do. You know what? I don't even want to come back on that white horse. I don't, I don't want to come back to judge nobody. I don't do nothing. You know what? I've prayed enough, fasted enough, studied enough, given enough tithes, sweat enough, spit enough, prayed enough. I just want to enjoy. I want, you know what I want to do? I want to sit by the pool. I do, man. I just want to sit by the pool with no sunblock on or nothing else and drink me a virgin pina colada or something with a little umbrella on it. I just want to relax, man. I mean, man, I, you know, but we're going to have them different bodies. It's going to be different. But I'm just thinking about what I would like to do. But like we said earlier, it's beyond that. It's going to be something we can't understand or comprehend. That's why God gives us the authority that we can speak these words of His presence and that people can, they can either be a recipient of it or they can reject it. But the thing about it is the word never returns void. So it's going to stick somewhere. And it might be just later down the road when something happens or something materializes that brings this glorious manifestation of the presence of God into their dark spear, room, and place. Might be like with me when I was on my drunken stupor on high on coke and crack. Might be like others in their places of suicidal. It might be just riding down the road. It, it, it doesn't matter. His glory circumference the whole world. I mean, I know the God of this world blinded mind. I know all that. Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. I know that I'm talking about God's glory, the presence of God that wants to rest on you and I. Because I think like Rachel. Rachel said to Jacob. Jacob, because she was jealous of her sister Leah, give me children in Genesis 30 verse 1 or else I die. I want somebody else to have what I possess. I don't want to hoard it up for myself. I want you to have what I have. If I can help you, brother, I want to help you. If I can do for you, I want to do for you. I can't help everybody. Jesus couldn't help everybody or didn't help everybody. Everybody can't help, be helped. Some people just, some people won't help just for a moment. But I'm talking about, let's get involved with this thing and not sit around cleaning our nets and saying how clean our nets are, but let's say, man, how filthy our nets are for where we've been toiling and toiling. Gene Hall, apostle, knew my mother very well, but my mom, he, one thing he didn't know about her, she was a great fisherman. Not only for souls, but for um, fish and shrimp. She was a Cajun and she was raised in Biloxi, Mississippi and my grandfather owned 
commercial shrimp boats. And my mama and her six siblings learned how to swim by her their dad throwing them off into the deep water, swim back to the boat or drown. But hey, man, it was, uh, did anybody else today like that? Hey, that's the way it was, man. You're gonna learn how to swim or drown. I mean, they sure I'm sure they would have you know thrown you something. But anyway, my mom. I remember when she took us down on Highway 92 right there in Biloxi, Mississippi, right there off Maple Street where she lived and her dad's shrimp boat was. We went out there and I was just a little kid. And I was about 12, 13 years old and she would cast that net. And man, that thing would open up and it would hit the water and she'd pull it in. And I had the bucket right there floating in the water and she'd pull it in and she'd shake it out and Many times, she didn't have nothing. But then, there was other times where I'd see my mom put that rope in her mouth and she'd take that 10-foot diameter square cast net and she'd throw it and that thing do the same thing. She'd pull it in and I'd have the bucket. Man, there would be multiple shrimp in that thing. And she was teaching me then about the Lord. She said, Paul, you won't catch them all the time. She says, but you got to keep trying. Man, that's a word today. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep going forward. You got to keep propelling yourself. Because it might not be a Paul Hodge or Scott Adams or Gene Hall or uh, Wendy Hall or whoever or Lee around to push you. You might have to push yourself. Maybe you know. Maybe that's where somebody's at tonight. You got to push yourself. Push yourself to the glory. And when you come in contact with the glory, man, you're never going to be the same. You're going to be changed in an instant. It's going to be instantaneously, automatically. It's done. Just like that, Scott. And once you've been touched by the glory, it's hard for you to stray. It's hard for you to go wayward. It's hard for you to do what you used to do and go where you used to go and say the things, all that. Man, it's because why? Because you, you feel His presence. When you start saying things and doing things that are opposite or contrary to the Word of God, He convicts you and says, man, I'm like, you know, Lord, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't need to do that. I don't, I don't want to go there. I want, I want to live in that realm. Let's make a difference. Let's make a difference. Let's be the fishermen and let's be the stewards of God and let's be the those, those people that, that that touch lives for the kingdom of God. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself either, but together we can. You know, I mean, we got this new year coming up and got people going to be making New Year's resolutions and they want to quit smoking and whatever else. The list goes on and on. You know, and you know, let me let me show you something. Revival two weeks ago. There are seven packs of cigarettes here. The least inexpensive one in here is five fifty. I can't understand Marlboro shorts or more than Marlboro longs. I think they just want to smoke them because they get Marlboro shorts, please. But hey. We're talking about five fifty and six and six fifty and seven dollars for a pack of cigarettes. In revival, I made an altar call. A lot of these packs haven't been opened, and you ain't getting them if you're a smoker. 
I didn't have somebody ask me for him last week. He was riding around the back of the car. He said, you smoking now? I said, no, smoking for Jesus. Anyway. But uh, I said, uh, come on down. Every one of these people got delivered that night. And most of them stayed delivered. I got one that's smoking about one or two still a day. But this is the glory of God. This is what God wants to see in His family. You know what? Every one of these people that smoked these cigarettes were saved. They loved God. They had an experience with the Lord. Salvation. They read their Bibles. They pray. They fast. But they smoke. This ain't going to keep them out of heaven. They just won't be any cigarettes in heaven when they get there. You won't be lighting up next to me in my palace. Don't be letting that smoke drift over to where I'm at. But the thing about it is the glory of God came down and they realized that this isn't what my heavenly father, Abba Father, somebody said 8 and 15 of Romans, he wants to see in your life. He doesn't want anything to taint his glory. And I'm closing. That's it. And I remember December 16th when my pastor Philip Hammond Jerry, Philip Jerry Hammond come over to me and said, Paul, he said, them cigarettes, man, ruining your testimony. What is he talking about? He says, ruining my, the temple of God. And he said, you're speaking to people and you got that smoke on your breath and you, you smell like smoke. He said, that's not a testimony. He said, you, he said, you've been delivering all this other stuff. He said, what cigarettes to crack? What cigarettes to acid? What cigarettes to mushrooms? What, what cigarettes to women? What, what, and I'm going like, what, you know, what is it? But they say this is more addictive than cocaine. But the thing about it is this is what God's talking about. I want to get my glory back in the church. I'm not saying it's not here. I'm just saying He wants all of us to have it. That we can be in this thing together. Amen? And do the work of the kingdom of God. I want to ask you tonight, if you're in the house of God and you haven't received what you feel like you need to receive or Maybe you haven't received Christ as your Savior. We've got to be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. But maybe there's other things going on in your life. Maybe like with those cigarettes here I just told you about in revival. Those people were saved. They love God. Pay tithes. Give offers. Do all that. Do, I mean, do all the stuff we do. Maybe you got something like that in your life. Maybe you're not praying with your wife. Maybe you're not praying with your children. Maybe you're just not praying. Maybe you're not, uh, feel like you're not plugged in. Maybe you feel lonely. Maybe you feel suicidal. Maybe you feel empty. Maybe you feel like, you know, you've tried everything and nothing's working. Let's try one more time. You know, maybe, maybe you have a, struggling with pornography. They said there's one out of 10 people in a church body that are struggling with pornography. It's not good. You know, it's not good. Mind, you need to cast down the imagination of all that stuff, and then you, you know, and you just you, you get. I love what uh, Zenny said in First Corinthians two and sixteen, having the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? Four and eight of Philippians, thinking upon those things that are good, holy, good report, virtue, praise, holiness, honesty, and all that. Think on these things, you know, you know, you know what it says. You know, thinking on those things. What about it? Where are you at? What are you? What are you struggling with? What's got you caught and? In, 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 in bondage or you're struggling with and you feel like you're tied up and you just can't get loose and your back's up against the wall and you know praise God you ain't going back no more if your back's up against the wall amen ain't nowhere else to go but forward 
How about it? Are you struggling financially, emotionally, spiritually? You know, you just feel like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. Maybe, th- maybe this might be your last night, or you just, you don't, you don't understand what's going on. You can't comprehend. Your mind is, is, is joshled or turmoil or tormented by past experiences and past thoughts and past relationships and past marriages and, and all that stuff. Me and Cupcake was early this morning. We ran down that thing at the beach and I ran five miles and, and we were riding the bike and man, I was running down the road and the devil tried to throw something on me and I said, baby! And she said, what? And I said, I bind fear in my life and your life. And the devil was trying to bring something back of, of my first marriage and all that. And, I'm, and he knows I've done, done away with all that stuff and it's gone. But man, he brings that stuff back, man. Memories and thoughts and all that. And I'm, you have to cast that stuff out. I have to take authority by the glory and the power of God and say, God, in the name of Jesus, the devil's got to bow at the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. I submit myself to you and, and I'm submitted to you and I trust you and I love you. That stuff's got to go. You got to tell it, it's got to go. You would that what glory be to God with the authority of God? Anybody stand to your feet all over the building, please. I know you're thinking, and if you feel like there's something you need from the Lord, I want to help you. I can't make it happen, but I can agree with you. And the faith of God charges you and makes it happen, and it brings you into that place that God desires you to be. How about it? Anybody have anything you need prayer for? Please come. Don't be ashamed. Anybody? Anybody? Because His presence and His glory and His Word, all those things culminated together are here to meet whatever need, whatever desire you have. He wants to do with you what you can't even do for yourself. He's got your best interests in mind. He said, call unto Him. He'll show you great and mighty things that you knoweth not. There's things He wants to do for you you don't even know anything about yet. There's a, there's a blessing coming down the road, down the boulevard, down the avenue. It's coming in the name of Jesus. And there ain't nothing like Zinni said can stop it. Call that thing into motion. Call that thing into existence like I said too as well earlier. Speak to it. Want a healthy baby. All of its limbs, all of its senses. I wanted to get the Holy Ghost before it comes out, like John the Baptist in Elizabeth's tummy comes out baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. It's talking in tongues before it says, Dad, Dad, and Mama. Amen. If it happened in biblical times, it can happen in today's times. Amen. I heard the word time. It is time. You know, in the kingdom of God, it's time to sow and it's the time to reap. Yes. And the reaping is your harvest. Amen. Amen. What's missing in the body of Christ is your apostles because they know the time and the release of things. And that's why people start, they miss their blessing because they've missed someone speaking the time. Of that season. The time of the season is now. It starts tonight. It starts tonight. Aren't y'all weary? I mean, how many of y'all keep sowing and sowing and sowing? And it's so easy to sow. Why is it so difficult to receive? The harvest. 
we pray, we tarry, and we fast. And we do all these things. And it's so easy to sow into the kingdom. But why is it so difficult to reap the harvest? The Lord gave me the answer. And I'm going to show it to you in the Word tonight. And then we're going to go into worship. So I don't want anybody to leave unless you absolutely have to leave. Let's define harvest first. Let's put that on the screen. Harvest. Look at this. A season of gathering. A gathering, gathering a mature crop. A season of supply. Listen, you don't want to miss your season. See, if you're not under the right leadership, he's calling it out. It's time because he heard from heaven. You're still sowing. Well, you should be reaping, right? Because we, we're, 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 it's, it's in us to sow, 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 sow in prayer, sow in worship, sow in giving, sow in confession. These are the things we sow. But if you're not at the right time listening to the right word, you're going to reap the time of harvest and you're going to keep on confessing. You're going to keep on praying. You're going to keep on worshiping and you'll miss this season of harvest and you'll have to pick it up on the next one. Blessings are delayed because the timing is off. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Blessings are delayed because the timing is off. So what's your harvest? Think about this. What's my harvest tonight? Because it starts tonight, the release of the harvest. Is it financial breakthrough? Is it debt cancellation? Is it just more of God? That's my harvest. That's what I want. I want more of God. Is it having a child? Is it a mate? Is it having forgiveness from God? I feel it building already. Is it a job or is it just a harvest of souls into the kingdom? Help us, Father. My God. What's your harvest tonight? You know what you've confessed. You know what you sowed for. You know what you prayed for. You know, know what you worship God for. He said, my kingdom is built on sowing, reaping, and then testimony. That's why he said, I want my church, this church, this ministry to be built on testimony. Amen. Amen. So you sow and you reap and you have testimony. That's how it works. Ecclesiastes 3, chapter 3, I'm not going to go there. It says a time to plant and a time to harvest. There's a time to plant prayer. There's a time to plant a confession. There's a time to plant a financial seed. There's a time to plant worship. There's a time to harvest what you prayed for. There's a time to harvest what you confessed for. There's a time to harvest your financial seeds. There's a time to harvest your worship. There's a harvest in worship. Delayed harvest is a result of delayed timing. I feel I'm about to explode up here right now. He's going to come in this place tonight 
and he's going to release the grace that's needed for this harvest to come. God has a time to release harvest. Yes, he does. He has a time. Jesus said the harvest is ripe and ready, but the laborers are few. That says a lot. God wants us to labor in our worship. Focused on him. The one who releases the harvest. Listen, if it don't start with him, you'll never reach anybody for Jesus. We got too many people going out there getting people saved. They're not getting saved. And they think they're saved. Because like Paul said, they didn't, they didn't express, have an expression of God's glory. Don't witness to any, anybody unless you've been in the throne room. And you're full of God. Because you're sending people to hell. And you might go there too. Right? The Lord just said that. He said they might go there too. You've got to represent Jesus. I've got to represent Jesus. I've got to be an ambassador for him. You have to be an ambassador for him. You can't be an ambassador for him unless you know him. You've got to know him. Until you know him, don't lead anybody to Christ. Look at Psalm 67, 1 through 7. And here's some instructions tonight in this. Does God be merciful and gracious to us? Bless us and cause us, cause your face to shine upon us and among us. Selah. Verse 2. That, you, that your way may be known upon the earth, your saving power, your deliverances, and your salvation among all the nations. Verse 3. Let the people praise you. Turn from their idols. What's an idol? Something that takes the place of God. That satisfies you. If anything satisfies you other than God, His presence, His word, it's an idol. And give thanks to you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you and give thanks to you. Verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you will judge the peoples fairly and guide, lead, or drive the nations upon the earth. Selah. Verse 5, let the people praise you. Turn away. He said it twice here. He, he, he said it eight times to praise me. Turn from your, your idols. Those cigarettes were an idol, Paul. Yeah. Anything that you're dependent on is an idol. Give thanks to you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you and give thanks to you. Verse 6. The earth has, look at this, the earth has yielded its harvest in evidence of God's approval. God, even our own God, will bless you. Verse 7. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth shall reverently fear him. Now, I want to pick up one word in verse 6. The earth has yielded. Let's look at this on the screen. 
Yield. Definition of yield. To give possession of. The earth is giving you possession of your harvest. The Bible says the earth is God's. Right? And thereof. Yield means to give possession of, to surrender physical control of, of another, hand over possession. We're made of earth. Somebody's got your harvest. And God's been holding on to it through them. Does that make sense? To furnish a as a return. To furnish as a return. I like the second one. It says to surrender physical control of another. Hand over possession. God is not glorified until you have received your harvest. God was not glorified with Jesus until you received him in your life. Amen. It's in your receiving of your harvest, God is glorified. Are y'all ready tonight? Praise and worship causes the earth to give up possession for your financial breakthrough. To give up possession of a son or daughter that needs to come to Christ. To give up possession of an infant that needs to be born. To give up possession of a miracle that needs to take place tonight. To give up possession of a mate that you've been crying out to God for. A job change. Souls for Jesus. And how about just giving up possession of having more of God. We'll make that, put that one on the top of the list. So look at, let's look at the order of worship. Now I'm, I pulled this out of these seven scriptures. This is the order the Lord said to do. A. Verse, the first verse says, request from God. Be merciful to us, God, and bless us. How many people are afraid, afraid to ask God for something? You don't know how many people I've met and said, I, I'm afraid to ask God for something. I come boldly to the throne yeah. of grace asking him for something. Amen. All right, Amen. because I can't be his testimony until I have received that something that I've asked for. Amen. Amen. I, I come bold to him. I say, look, I need something else to, to, to be a testimony for you. I wore out the last one. And number three, cause your face to shine upon me. God is asking you tonight. Let's say it right now. Let's say it together. Lord, be merciful. Number two, Lord, bless us. Number three, cause your face to shine upon us. Now, you just activated something in the spirit realm. Yeah, man. It just opened up the gate. Yes. The heavens are open right now. 
B, let's look at the second one. Two reasons for answered prayer. This is the reason that God answers your prayer. This is what you have to take on and believe. That his way will be known upon the earth. That's it. Not my way. That's right. You know, it, it becomes his way in your testimony. Yeah. Hallelujah. Number two, that your saving health may be known upon the earth, victory, prosperity, and welfare. This is what he wants you to, to have a mindset on for answered prayer. That it's going to be for his way. That it's going to ha have a saving grace on it, and you're going to flow in his prosperity, his healing, his victory, and his welfare. Amen. Look at the third instruction, C. Sixfold praise, there's five blessings for all in these scriptures. Number one, God will judge uprightly. Thank God that he judges uprightly. And the only way that you can judge uprightly is in love. He doesn't condemn. Condemnation is not in him. It's impossible for God to condemn. It's not him. So he's going to judge tonight through love. All of us have been in error. Come on, raise your hand. Everybody has made a mistake. Everybody has slipped off the path. Everybody has sinned, but not tried to practice it, but just keep messing up. Amen? God's going to judge that through love tonight, and you won't even feel the effects of it. Praise God. What you're going to feel, if he comes down on you, with a shower of love and tears that you can't, you can't take his presence. He is judging that thing right then. Isn't that awesome? Number two, God will govern the nations. He's going to go beyond this place and begin to govern the people outside of this place right here. Number three, the earth shall yield increase to you. Look at the order. God does here. He's got to judge us first through his love because when that harvest comes, it's got to come to me and through me to be a testimony for him. And if I got something going on that he hadn't judged yet, it's impossible for that thing to go through me. Does that make sense? The earth shall yield its increase to you, your harvest. Number four, our God shall bless us. All the earth shall fear him. You ever walk up to somebody and they start trembling? Because the fear of the Lord is on you. It's coming on them. The fear of the Lord is what? To hate evil. Just to absolutely hate evil. That is the fear of the Lord. This is the order we've asked from God. And we, the two reasons for answered prayer, you've got that and now you're in alignment. You're in a vertical alignment to receive tonight. Let's go back and look at those again. Going back. Look at this. Request from him. 
which we've done already. That, that's already in place right now. Now his mercy is going to come. He's going to bless and his, his face is going to shine upon us. Your face ever glow? Oh, it's his glow. It's his glow. Let's go again. Number B. Two reasons for answered prayer. That his way may be known upon the earth. You should be, a, we should be together a walking testimony yeah. for the glory of God. Yes. For the glory of God. Number two, that your saving health may be known upon the earth. People need to know that you've been healed. People need to know that you've been saved. People need to know these things. Lest you won't provoke them to come into your kingdom. You've got to talk about Jesus. And if you follow Paul, you will. You can't go anywhere with Paul and he's not talking about Jesus. Not one time I've been anywhere with him that he didn't tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. He's a gift in the earth. A gift from God. I wouldn't be standing here tonight with his, for his prayer. I was contemplating suicide. I'd be in hell right now if this man hadn't called me that day. Unctioned by the Holy Spirit. Called oh, you Jesus. Hey. <laughs> if God ever puts somebody on your mind, you better step out and call them. Make contact. Because I hope nobody hits that hour that I hit. It was the darkest hour of my life. I heard a voice said, take your life. You have not succeeded. I'm telling you, one second later, I would have been gone. That's how convinced, convincing the devil was. So I honor this man tonight. Amen. You honor him tonight. He's an obedient vessel of God. Y'all ready to go into worship? And listen, evangelists are anointed to save souls and to bring forth signs, wonders, and miracles. God's going to use him tonight in signs, wonders, and miracles. All apostles do is just get a birth. Evangelists flow in it. They flow in it. Carrie flows in it. Scott flows in it. I want you to worship God with all your heart tonight. Let me tell you how, how heavy he's going to come into place. 
He, he said, you know, I want you to put a playlist together that all the songs say, holy, holy, holy. All these songs say, holy, 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 until we get into the instrumentals. You'll feel him pass through you. You'll feel him just overtaking your temple. When that happens, when that rest comes to you, signs, wonders, and miracles in the atmosphere. And Paul is going to get up when God tells him to get up and start calling them out. Creative miracles. Financial creative miracles. Physical creative miracles. Amen. It's in the evangelistic office. Resident there. Same with Carrie. If God puts something on Carrie's heart to speak something out, to pray something out, to lay hands on somebody, then we give them, both of these guys, the liberty, the freedom to do that tonight. Amen. Okay, let's cut the lights. Glory of God, all the glories in here.